Welcome to Darnley Cyber Cafe, your podcast for cybersecurity, IT, technology, and business news. Now, introducing your host, Darnley Gresson Jr. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this latest episode of Darnley Cyber Cafe, episode 29, The Man That Took Down North Korea. I first want to say that I take my hat off to this news story. One would think or assume that our best interests are taken care of by our governments, right? This news story is about one hacker that took matters into his own hands and took down an entire country. I wish I was lying about this. According to various recent news reports and from observers of North Korea, they began to notice that the country began, began to have some major connectivity problems on over several different days. All of its outside-facing websites, which is a few dozen, mind you, all dropped offline in mass. Air Corio, Cor- Corio, sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. Uh, uh, it's a backing site for the portal of the dictator Kim Jong Un government. Appeared to be paralyzed, severing the connection to the rest of the world. Talk about a major 404, right? This attack to North Korea regime did not come from the Russians or the United States Cyber Command. No. This came from a regular guy in America. T-shirt, pajama pants, and slippers, to put an image on it, was done in retaliation to what the isolated regime did to him a year prior. This independent hacker, who goes by the handle P4X, was himself hacked or attempted hacked by North Korean spies. P4X was one of the many targets of, of a hacking campaign that targeted Western security researchers with the aim of stealing their hacking tools and details about specific software vulnerabilities. This attack towards P4X was, like I said, unsuccessful. But he felt unnerved of the state-sponsored hackers targeting him personally, along with the lack of any response from the U.S. government. After the year of attack against P4X, allowing his own resentment to simmer, took matters into his own hands. A retaliation his government did not do against this regime, so he found a number of unpatched vulnerabilities in North Korean systems, that allowed him to deploy denial-of-service attacks on the servers and routers on the country's few internet-connected devices. He also found and and examined their homebrew operating system, which which is called the Red Star OS, which essentially, according to him, an outdated version of Linux, which potentially he can exploit in the near future. After the attack from P4X, security researchers began monitoring North Korea, saw 
the mass scale attacks causing the entire country to go offline for a few times. So this resulted in a total complete internet outage within North Korea. The, the efforts and effects may have been minimal in North Korea as a very small, tiny fraction of its citizens actually have access to computers. His intended target was to the North Korean government, not the people themselves. P4X currently has a dark website called the Funk Project, which is, um, to put it lightly, the FU North Korea, to abbreviate, in hopes of getting greater firepower to take down more government systems. Now, P4X says these efforts are not just to send a message at North Korea, but also for the USA American government. The, the USA does nothing to help its citizens from the state-nation attacks, according to P4X. Personally speaking, I understand government agencies are utilizing countermeasures in cyberspace. However, I can applaud a cyber vigilante in bothering a human rights violator such as North Korea. With more hacker vigilante people such as P4X, perhaps Hack the Planet can be revived for 2022. Before I wrap this podcast up, I want to make very clear um, to my listeners that sometimes the governments-to-be, particularly the governments I've worked with in my past life, um, have and are looking after our best interests in some way, shape, or form. I can completely understand P4X's disposition about the federal government, the U.S. federal government's not taking proactive actions. However, it, this is not something that they are going to publicly display or even admit. So it is really hard to get any face value from the governments themselves to say that they are utilizing these countermeasures or putting in uh, aggressive measures in protecting the country, or at the very least, getting back at the state sponsor attackers. Let me make this very clear. There is a cyber war going on beneath our fingertips. There is a war going on between various state, nation, and individuals in what I call the Wild West in no man's land of the internet. This does happen every single day. So people such as P4X should know this, but at the same time, I can understand if something happens to you personally that you will be unnerved because as I've spoken to numerous individuals and businesses who have had ransomware attacks or their systems locked down for a long time and getting extorted from for lots of dollars just to get their information back, even if at all, that these situations, when it happens to you, you can be quite upset over it and feel like you are left behind. But rest assured, there is a digital war going on right now as I speak and as I sleep because that, as I always say, 
cybercrime never sleeps. So let's look at this for a moment and understand the reasons why we must continue to not necessarily assert ourselves in cyberspace, but also to take the appropriate measures today to protect our infrastructure, to protect our businesses, and most importantly, to protect ourselves against those who look to exploit us and to make our lives a living hell. Thank you for stopping by Darnley Cyber Cafe with your host, Darnley Gresson Jr. We hope you enjoyed your stay. Next time you swing by the cafe, bring a friend and share the show with them. That's all for this episode, folks. We will see you next time.